0: Welcome to the Homeownership Insights Podcast, your leading mortgage podcast, sponsored by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Listen as experts from across the country share knowledge to help homebuyers and homeowners make the best decisions in their homeownership journey. Our next podcast begins right now. Welcome back to the Homeownership Insights Podcast. I'm Casey Morris, and today I'm talking with Fairway Loan Officers Katie Beam and Debbie Mahoney about a really interesting topic, which is how do you ask for money when you are getting married and you don't need a traditional registry, but you are trying to buy a home. So Katie and Debbie are going to talk about some of the ways that you can make that ask of your family and friends, and also how do you actually use that money to buy a home? Because it's not as simple as keeping the cash in an account or you know, saving up those checks and cashing them later, there are some procedures that you need to follow. So we're going to talk about all of that today. So Katie and Debbie, thank you so much for being here. You bet. Yeah. Happy to be here. Great. So I thought first question for you guys, um, can you use cash gifts from a wedding toward a down payment for a home? You know, how exactly does that work from, you know, a lender's perspective?
1: Um, Yes, it's a guideline. It's actually in our guidelines and it can be used. It's an acceptable source of down payment. Of course, you want to document that. Um, And you'll need a copy of the the marriage license to prove that you got married. And also verification of the funds have to be, you know, I would pull all the deposit. I would make it one big deposit, possibly even um, maybe make copies of the checks. It couldn't hurt. And keep a copy of that bank deposit slip and the checks going in. And you have to do it within 90 days of um, your marriage. So it has to be within the first 90 days after you get married. It doesn't have to be from a relative, but you just have to prove you got married and that you put it in the bank.
2: And when you're saying the ninety days, Debbie, the money has to be deposited, right? Just so our listeners know, the money has to be deposited, not necessarily close on their
1: loan, right? Right. No, not close on the loan, but deposited into a um, bank and some kind of. It can't be kept under a mattress. Has to be put, you know, in the bank because we will have we will have borrowers. I know, Katie, um, you probably hear this all the time. I have it in savings, and I always ask the question what do you consider a savings account? Cause some people just consider that a safe at home or um, they've given it to their parents to hold it. When you do that, it makes, um, it makes it that much harder to document. So I just tell them to go open up a savings account and then um, keep a copy of the deposit. Of course, the bank keeps records as well. So.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and you you can never over document cash when buying a mortgage (laughs) don't don't think there's too much documentation right um this is you know just something to help smooth the process um for you buyers knowing and not being afraid to get money for your wedding because it is a very special day and some people may want to gift you money or write you a check um or um You know, some people use the cash apps, you know, everything can be traceable, guys. So you want to make sure that, you know, um, you're not afraid to to receive the funds or afraid to ask. But you need to know that you're going to be asked to document it. So don't be mad at us when we ask for the documentation. Right, Debbie?
1: That is exactly right. And I don't know how many times I've had to say cash and it's, you know, $20 bills and $100 bills. That in and of itself is not an acceptable form of down payment. So we have to document Venmo. um, What is it? So is it sell? Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. There's lots of them anymore about how to pay and you can document all of them. Yeah.
0: All right. And how does the 90 day rule work? If, say, somebody they are getting married, they have a shower and a lot of people give them cash rather than traditional wedding gifts at the shower. And then it's more than 90 days between then and the wedding. So they get a bunch of money at the shower and then they get a bunch of money again at the wedding. How would that work? Uh, Like what would be the best practice for making sure that they can use all of those funds toward their down payment?
1: Well, that would be okay to put in the bank because you're going to have at least 60 days for it to season. So, you know, with we only look back so far on awesome. our documentation. So when they get done with the shower, they need to go put it in their savings account and just leave it. And then it will it will have seasoned for over 60 days. We should be okay.
0: Okay, so they don't have to worry about saving that money and then doing one lump sum after the wedding, you know, putting the all of the money The safest
1: place for that money is in the bank. So would you yeah. do that, Katie? Yeah,
2: I would think so and document it. So let's just say the shower's January 15th, right? But we're not getting married till June 15th, right? Um, they could go ahead and put that money in the bank because by June, you know, we've already have, we've ha- passed that 60 day mark. So that's, then we're only going to need March, April, May, maybe, or April, yeah, and May,
1: maybe. Yeah, if they're closing on a house in June or, even getting married in June and closing in July, we're only going to look back the two months before. So, right that that money would have time to set in the bank account and just yeah. leave it there.
2: And Debbie used the word "season," so Deb, I don't know if you want to kind of explain what "season" means. Or I can.
1: Seasoning means it's been it's it's had time to just stay in the account and basically. You know, the look back period is only so far back. So if it's season longer than that, that means it's it was deposited before then.
0: And, you know, I I think a lot of people are encountering this question of whether to overtly ask for cash instead of traditional wedding gifts, because a lot of people are getting married later. Maybe they were living together beforehand. And so they have a lot of the household items that people would traditionally give, or they're taking more of a minimalist approach and they don't want a bunch of things. They just really want to buy a house and make that investment in their future. But that can be a tough thing to talk to people about, especially people who are a little bit more old school and and feel a little funny giving money, um, you know, as part of a registry or something. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on how to sort of broach that topic or make that ask of people?
2: Well, like I, I love this question. Right. And now we're even talking about this. Right. Because it's not talked about enough. Um, So, Casey, I'm glad that you asked Debbie and I uh, to be a part of this conversation um, because that's spot on. You know, like my dad gave me an option, you know, 20 something years ago. You know, you can have this big wedding or I can give you money, you know, to buy a house or get the things you need for a house. Right. Um, Debbie, haven't you heard parents talk about Oh my gosh,
1: my parents said exactly the same thing. Don't you just want to go on a cruise and get married? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, so. I feel like in my heart
2: of hearts, right, girls, that the the mindset's kind of already there. Right. Like don't overdo the one day with the finances. Right. So you can have something tangible that's going to last you a long time. Right. Granted, The memories are beautiful. They're special. It's magical. But having something tangible that you can say that you know all my friends and family helped make my home buying process a reality right and so you know make it like um like for example deb your son's getting married in march right like make it a winter wonderland thing you know and just say you know help make my dreams come true you know click this qr code and donate here to help us buy our very first home, you know, and, you know, you can make it fun, you know, and then even create like, you know, on Facebook or even like how they have websites, you know, for couples getting married, you know, and follow our story here after the wedding. You know, there's lots of things that I think people can do to be creative, to bridge the gap on that conversation, Casey. And that's just kind of my perspective. And I'll let Deb share a little bit, but
1: Oh, I totally agree. And I'm, I don't know if you've both heard of The Knot, but The Knot is a very um, popular website for wedding. And I actually have, we have um, a loan officer assistant getting married. And so I have hers pulled up. And I think when I first answered this question, it was, I had a wedding invitation that we had just received. And it said something pretty much the same, but it says, although your presence is present enough, should you want to give or wish to give the couple a gift, here are some items, and in this case it's Jacob and Brooklyn. Here are some items Jacob and Brooklyn are interested in. There is also a cash fund if you would rather gift cash. They don't say what they're going to use it for, but I love the idea of adding two for our first home. Um, yeah. These funds go directly to the couple. Thank you for your kindness and generosity in advance. Love. And then it's got the bride and groom's name. So, and then right on the nod, there's a little link to uh, gift them cash. And I know um, you can also do that. I've seen them put actually a little QR code on the invitation that will Mm -hmm. go to Venmo or Zelle or wherever they, or any of those cash apps.
0: I'm not plugging any apps. I'm just... Saying these, there's there's numerous. Um, um, but I thought that you both made a really great point about, you know, that parents will often say, you know, you can I'll give you money for a wedding or I'll give you money for a house or something like that. Um, and I think that that's interesting because a lot of people don't think to have those conversations, you know, or to ask their parents and say you know, sort of open up the dialogue and say, are you going to, are you planning to help us with the wedding and how would you prefer, how would you be comfortable with us using the money and sort of, it's just a hard topic to, to talk about. So I was wondering if you could talk about that. Like, how do you open that dialogue, even with your parents to say, maybe we all have this expectation that we're going to, you know, put the money towards the wedding, but are you open to us using it for a house instead or towards, you know, an investment in our future?
1: That's a really good way to put it, what you just said. Um, And I do think, I mean, I've been married, I'm not going to tell you how long, but a very long time. (laughs) And way back in the day, I mean, my husband's a big um, Irish Catholic family, and we got money left and right from the aunts and uncles. And it was so nice and so unexpected for me. I didn't have a lot of relatives. So, um, you know, I think it's, probably the bride and groom are the ones that feel the most awkward about it for sure. I think everyone else I know with my um, son's friends, they're all in their 20s. And then might have one son in his 30s. They're used to, you know, oh, yeah, they want cash. They don't. That's what they want. And they're, they a lot of times have are so established by the time they get married anymore. They've already got all the silverware and dishes and towels and things that they need. And those aren't memorable wedding gifts. So, I mean, what better way than for a down payment for a home? So. I yeah.
2: Mean. I, I fully agree too, you know, and, and you you hit a really good point that there's different demographics, right. And different seasons of life that kids are getting married, right. Or young mm-hmm. adults or mid adults, you know, like um, I have, you know, some very good friends of mine that didn't get married till they were almost 40. Right. You know, and like you said, they well established in their careers. You know, they may have
1: already bought
2: a first home by themselves, but they haven't bought a home with their partner. You right. They're going to be spouse. Right. Or you've got kids that are in their senior year of college. They're not really kids. They're young adults. I have calling them kids because I've got kids that age. Right. Having these conversations and making everyone comfortable, you know, to Casey's point, you know, is it the bride and groom that goes to mom and dad on both sides, you know, because I think more and more families now are helping than it just being all in the bride. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but that's absolutely true. I think it's more of a family affair. I can tell you, like, from personal experience, when our oldest son got married, like, we all split it in half, like, everything mm-hmm. from the showers and the family. Oh, definitely. Rehearsal definitely. And the or venue a third, a third and, and third, where the bride and groom. Yeah. Like, we, yeah, that's exactly what we did. And we were proud to do it that way. And then the kids, have had no stress, right? Um, But then again, some families may not be able to do that, right? And they may not have mom or dad to ask to help for a wedding, or, you know, they may not want to ask mom and dad, they may want to do it on their own. And, you know, that's just, I think, when we as loan officers have to have the know-how and to talk to them, you know, and we kind of have to, I think, Casey, on our end, right, Debbie, is to ask those questions when we have our initial consults, you know, our our partners bring Mm -hmm. the clients to us, you know, they kind of give us a backstory, right, Miss Debbie, before Mm -hmm. we call them, so it's not a cold call, right? right, we can say, hey, you know, you know, Joe sent us your information, said that you guys are, you know, looking to buy your first home and that you're getting married. You know, we kind of have some information. I mean,
1: how exciting is that? And it's just one more tool in the toolbox. I know when we're working with um, our borrowers, you know, it, sometimes we have to brainstorm and we'll, we'll come up with an option they never thought of, you know, and if yeah. But But gifts as a a source of down payment are something we bring up a lot. And I know that was, we were lucky enough to have my husband's parents give us our first down payment. And it was back in the day where you needed the 20%. It was, you know, right. So it was, we've definitely come a long way. And I think there's still that misconception. They don't realize that if they have really good credit, they can get into um, a first time house for as low as three percent down or with a yeah, three and a half. And some some we don't even need any, but it's still good. They need money in their accounts if they're going into homeownership.
2: Yeah, so. because, you know, the worst thing we can do is set them up for a failure, you Absolutely. know, um, and and not set those proper expectations mm-hmm. and going over you know, their budget and what they can afford and what they expect. And, you know, we look at their bank statements, right? Debbie? mean, we see the we do. habits mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, you're telling me you can afford $2,000 a month, but your bank statements tell me another story.
1: So let's talk yes. about that, right? right? Let's talk about that. And then they always want to know how much can I be pre-approved for? And I don't know the last time that I looked at that. I look at what, mm-hmm. do, you, what do they feel comfortable paying what are they already paying in rent? Especially yep. are, and more and more of them live at home. I know we're kind of getting off track a little bit here, but uh, live at home still until they do buy their first house and they're not paying anything. So I counsel them to take about six months and put away what they feel comfortable with. Then, then they will have their down payment. You know, what do you do with all this cash when you do get it mm-hmm. right, Casey?
2: Like, how do we document it? What do we do with it? And then how are they going to spend it? Well, we want them to spend it buying their brand new home. Right. Much better than than all the
1: furniture.
2: Better than blowing
1: it. Right. Yeah, Better
2: than blowing it. You know, put it in something that's tangible, that's an investment, that's going to bring you return down the road and, you know, start. You know, building a legacy. That's what I talk about with my clients, you know, first time home buyers is, you know, building a legacy for you and your family, you know. And in my market, I work with a lot of families that may not have homeowners, you know, in their bloodline, you know, and people who haven't bought and that they're the first ones. And, you know, what a blessing that is. And, you know, how we talk to them about that, you know, not only through their big day and getting married, but, you're, you're not only getting married, but you're also, you know, wanting to buy your dream home with your husband or partner or wife, you know, whatever your, you know, your love affiliation may be, it doesn't matter. It's love, right? So, right. Um, it's, um, however that may be, um, but we just want to be a part of it.
0: Right. Miss Debbie. Um, we do. And- I love being a part of it.
1: I love my job.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really, uh, really good point that, you know, having some understanding of, you know, how do you find a good loan officer and, you know, having, giving people that context of, you know, what is it like to build that relationship is really important because, you you know, most people might think, okay, yeah, after we get married, we want to buy a house, mm-hmm. but you're, you're not thinking about connecting with a loan officer. But if you do connect with a loan officer beforehand, then you do get that guidance, but to know that you can put some of these things in place and then, you know, form a relationship with a loan officer and get that insight as to, okay, you guys are probably going to get some money for your wedding, or, you know, maybe you have a cash fund or something, or to even educate people about that option and say, you know, you might want to think about this. Like, you know, here's, here's how you might do it. I think that, you know, when it comes to weddings, people aren't thinking about the mortgage, but building that relationship early on is going to allow them to put themselves in a much better position. So,
1: Well, look. you take at least at least a year to plan a wedding. They say that you're under the gun if you don't have at least a year. Why would you not take that time to also be thinking about, you know, buying your first home? Definitely. It
0: goes hand in hand. And I think, too, you know, when people are I love, Katie, what you said about building a legacy. And I think that's a really great way to bring people into that who, you know, if you are worried about having those conversations with people about, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to ask for cash or we don't need traditional gifts, but if you want to give something, you can contribute to our house fund that it's, it goes beyond saying, Oh, we're looking for cash for our down payment. It's saying like, we're, this is where we're planning to, you know, we're building our future here. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're going to have a family or this is our vision. And you're part of that by contributing Mm -hmm. to this. So it's not just, you know, where some people might say, Oh, it looks like a cash grab. It's really not. It is part of building the couple's future. So I think that's a really nice way to position it. And then to work with a loan officer to make sure that you're able to make that happen based on, you know, people's help.
2: Yeah. And with new construction booming all over the country, right? You know, a lot of times they could be planning their wedding, but then also be under construction, you know, for their new build that they're going to close like the week of the wedding or when they get back, even, right? Mm-hmm. So, what a beautiful way to even have a picture of their new construction home. I was diesel, just thinking right? the
1: same thing. I, do, and, I don't I Take a picture of what you're seeing. Yeah, have
2: a beautiful picture of it, you know, and this is our legacy where it, there's just so many different ways that I feel like young couples or older couples, you know, um, should not be afraid of this ask and that they should actually be really proud and excited for this ask. Again, it's legacy. It's, It's home building. It's home buying. It's you know, having a place where we're going to lay our heads at night, you know, and being a part of something so special.
1: One more note on that. It, uh, back to just you're just contributing towards it. So one couple might feel that, you know, $50 is what they are going to contribute. And another, you want to make sure that, you know, the ask is just for what's best for um the attendees or the, the people that Absolutely. are slightly Yeah. So I know my son, um, he has on his regular registry contribute towards, I think it's crate and barrel, but they, they have, you know, because like they want some nicer things, they don't, you know, everyone doesn't just want the candlesticks and, you know, they, they right. want yeah. a few nicer things, but they would never, they would never think of asking for that much from one person but there's a little spot that says just contribute towards whatever the gift was. And, you know, that's another good point that we we're not asking the world of the people, you know, we're just wanting to contribute what's comfortable for them.
0: Yeah. Like whatever you would have spent on a gift to begin with, then you maybe just put that in cash, you know? And, and yeah, I I think that's a really good point that maybe it seems overwhelming when people see a cash Mm -hmm. fund, but it's like, It's literally however much you were going to spend. You Mm -hmm. just put it towards the house and every little bit really does add up. So helping people to understand that, how meaningful it actually is. And that, you know, like you said, you're not asking for the world.
2: Well, and the cool thing is with these QR codes is, you know, put QR codes at every table, right? Have pay to dance with the groom, pay to dance with the bride, (laughs) all proceeds you know, go towards our down payment, you know, and, and, you know, and even like, I've even seen it where they do auctions to dance with the bride, you know, and auctions to dance with the groom, you know, and how fun that is getting people going, you know, in in the um, reception area, you know, so there's so much that we can do and that we can,
0: Well, thank you both so much. This is really great. I mean, I think these are all just really great insights and ideas, and hopefully it will help couples who are getting ready to get married and who are, you know, looking at all of these big life milestones, which are wonderful, but can be a little bit overwhelming, especially from a financial perspective. Hopefully this gets them thinking about what's possible and what they might be able to do. And, um, you know, particularly to just connect with a loan officer and, just start the conversation about how they can, you know, how they can become homeowners and start this new chapter of their lives.